This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you too old to wear jeans? Well, somebody thinks some of y'all are. We're going to tell you how old you must be to stop wearing jeans. And then we're just going to have a conversation. Feel free to join the conversation about this. Who's too old to wear jeans? 651-641-1071. Holly, why are we talking about this? What's the deal? With jeans. Well, there's a new study, a new survey that was happening over in the UK. And... They did a survey of 2,000 shoppers, and according to their findings, 53 is the age where you cannot wear jeans anymore. Well, the reason they came up with that number, Bradley, is because apparently customers in the survey felt that modern denim just wasn't well made for older bodies, (laughs) and it just wasn't worth the stress. Oh, so at 53... You no longer can deal with the stress of putting on jeans. Jeans no. do suck, though. No. Okay. I hate jeans. You know, look, young lady, I'm Not gonna fair. I'm gonna teach you a lesson about life in just a moment. But first, Holly, did you have some audio you wanted to play? Oh yeah. Ooh. So this is this is a news story, and this is just recapping the findings from this survey. So we'll let this gentleman explain to you what this is all about. Look. Hold on. No worries. How old is too old to wear jeans? According to a British survey by Collect Plus, you should give up wearing jeans at the young age of 53. Why? That's when the stress associated with trying to find a (laughs) pair of jeans that actually fits reaches its peak, not because you look bad wearing them. You do you. In fact, 6% of people surveyed said they became so upset jean shopping that they burst into tears. The survey also found that some people are spending as much as five days looking for the ideal fit. Nothing wrong with that. I do that. But there is some good news. Once they found the perfect pair of jeans, most of those surveyed said they didn't have to buy another pair for three years. Matt Yours for KDKA News. Oh. oh my God! I like. What is the age at which you give up wanting to listen to crap news stories like that? Thank you. Whatever it is, it's at least forty-three. What's missing from all of this? And he was kind of alluding to it in that clip. Is that buying jeans is hard at any age, and it doesn't matter what kind of body type you have. It is hard finding a good pair of jeans that fit your body. Yeah. Period. So End of story. I I don't feel like there's. I mean, although feel free to to, to correct the record six five one six four one one zero seven one. Are you fifty three? Do you feel like you've given up on jeans and you're now just wearing you know a garbage bag <laughs> with a sensible tie <laughs> yeah. or, around the waist? As Alexis suggested earlier, muumu time. Oh yeah. You know, like I'm just gonna wear a muumu. Like those are your options. <laughs> Have Pants. you given up on your aesthetic? Have you given Give up us a on call. restrictive clothing items? No. 651-641-1071. Um, uh, what I was going to say is I feel like uh, this is dumb. What was the reason I was going to tell you it was dumb? Oh, I know. 
first of all, yes, nobody likes to have to like stop what they're doing and put on pants. It's it's just inconvenient. Well, it's not only Awful. inconvenient, but it's a shaming experience. Yes. Right. Because you're forced to confront your body. Right. And let's be honest. Most of us were raised to hate ourselves. Yeah. And not by our parents, <laughs> not by our religions, not by our culture, but mostly by tabloids and the media. So you end up in a fluorescent, dimly lit, uh, or awkwardly, just nastily lit. Fluorescent lights. Surrounded I mean. by mirrors, seeing angles and sides of yourself. It was it was a dressing room uh, mirror that I first noticed my like balding spot in the back oh, of my head, no. which I'd never seen before, but because you have to have mirrors on all sides. But you also get to see like angles of back fat that you never were aware of before. You stretch marks in places that you didn't know could stretch that far. I don't feel like 53 is going to change anything. That's what I'm saying is that you can have a traumatic experience shopping for jeans at any age. It doesn't discriminate at all. It, yeah. It's just it's a really hard piece of clothing to shop for. Yeah. I will say, though, to Lindsay's point, as we're waiting to uh, because the phone lines have just blitzed. Um, I will say though, to Lindsay's point about how it's hard to go jean shopping, be grateful because you live in an era of spandex in your, uh, denim. Oh yeah. 2%. Try living in a world where we had no spandex in our denim, where nothing give gave literally the waste is what the waste was. The waste was not giving anything. And so you put on a few extra pounds and you were screwed. And then the button flies off and hits the button flies off or the top muffins out. Oh, it was miserable. Let's go to Charles. Charles has some jean thoughts. Charles, are you too old to wear jeans? (laughs) Nah, Bradley. But how have you been? Good. How have you been? I've been good. But jeans, you're right. Levi's are unforgiving for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yes, I'm 51. But, hey, you know what? Forget about it. Are you still wearing jeans? Uh, I, I did for a while when I was working at retail, I was, but I got out of that bucket. So now what are you wearing? Just, uh, I, I wear like Dickies for work. Cause I, I'm back to towing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling in Charles. Thanks, Good to hear Charles. from you. Let's go to Cassandra. Cassandra has some denim, uh, ponderances. What are your denim thoughts, Cassandra? You know, I'm I'm 31 and I'm over jeans. <laughs> I feel you, Cass. I think I was done with them five years ago. Even and at like 20, you know, 25 or 26, I'm I'm jeggings and leggings or sundress all day for is life. It, is no it a, jeans? Is it a comfort thing for you, Cassandra? Why no yeah. jeans? Yeah, it's definitely a comfort thing. Um, and you know, just they're so hard to buy and look for. And you know, you see all these ads like, "Oh, these are the perfect jeans. You'll you'll never need another pair again." And you lies. know, I try them or order them and lies. Yeah. But please, please make sure you send a free return shipping label with those because exactly. it's all lies. I'm jeggings and leggings for days. All right, Cassandra has given up freedom Thank from the denim. Thanks, yes. Cassandra. I didn't realize this was going to be such an empowering segment, Holly. It's liberating, We're ta- If you're just joining us on the Colleen and Bradley Show, Holly and I are talking about uh, the study that says that you're too old to wear jeans at 53. That is the year that you give up. And uh, you just... <laughs> according to a survey, that's when you give up. According to a survey. And all of those sad people crying, I mean... 
I understand the shame, but come on, no pair of jeans is worth it. Just go have a burger or some pizza and you're fine. <laughs> Let's move to Anne. Anne also has some denim thoughts. Anne, oh, what did you hi. want to share? Hello. Hi. Okay, so first of all, jeans are glorious, but what is even more glorious than jeans are jeggings. And here's my thought behind it. I'm a mom of two kids, and I'm not kidding you. I'm going on a trip in a couple of weeks, and I spent probably a good two hours trying on jeans from all the major retailers, and there aren't a great pair of jeans or jeggings out there that fit the mom body. Really? It's frustrating, you know, because I'm not that perfect size two with no tummy and a tiny little butt. I'm sorry. I can't squeeze myself into those things. They're just not comfortable. Yeah, no, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you find anything? You know what? I did Walmart. I last place I checked because who wants to buy jeans at Walmart? I mean, come on. But yeah. Walmart has great like cute little yoga pants and jeggings and that type of thing. So for the heck of it, I just went and looked and they have the comfy waist, oh. boot cut, slim jeans that I could not find anywhere else. And I'm telling you, there's a market there for moms because, you know, you go through so much sacrificing for your kids, your body, your time, your sleep. And all we want at the end of the day is to look great in a pair of jeans. And I will tell you this, my husband could care less about jeans. He wants them the tighter, the better. So he's all for the yoga pant look. Yeah. <laughs> and this is hard, but yeah. This oh. is great. And leading a movement for denim uh, awareness. Thank you so much, Anne, for Thank sharing. Thank you, Anne. Yeah, she's just like letting it go. We, You guys, the phone lines are literally packed. Uh, we're going to hold all your calls. So if you don't mind just holding through the break, that would be awesome. Lindsay will uh, help you stay where you are. And we'll get back to all of your denim thoughts right here on My Talk 1071. How old is too old to wear jeans? Well, apparently uh, you're never too old to give up wearing jeans, if our listeners are any indication. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts. And Diane has patiently been waiting to give us her denim thoughts as we were talking in the previous segment about this study that says uh, you're once you hit 53, you've given up on jeans. But ah. we found out a lot of listeners have given, given up a lot uh, sooner. Yeah. And have uh, moved on to jeggings. But let's find out what Diane has to say. Hi, Diane. Hello. Hi, Bradley. How are you? Fabulous. Thanks for calling. What did you want to share? Well, I'm 76. Ooh. And I have worn jeans ever since I retired and before, but just constantly. I have blue jeans, black jeans, brown jeans, and they because they are so comfortable. Yeah. So yeah. you found comfortable jeans. Yes. And not just one brand. I mean, many different brands. See, I think so, too. Yeah. I have. I love jeans, and I wear them like... Whenever they're like, oh, it's a, you know, dress casual experience. I'm like, does that mean I can wear jeans? Because <laughs> they're so comfortable. I think especially now that they have all the, you know, they've added the um, spandex to them. They give I a little know. stretch. I know because when I was in my, in the 60s, when I was in my 20s, that the fabrics did not stretch. So if you gained or lost weight, you had to buy new clothes. Right. jeans you can gain or lose weight and you can still wear jeans. I love yes. it. Well, yes. Diane, thank you so much for calling in and sharing and rock those jeans uh, as long as you want. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. That's right. God, I don't want to give up my jeans. No. I don't know what else I would wear, though. For men, it's a little different. Ladies, you've got, you know, your leggings and uh, janties. Ugh, gross. We <laughs> janties. Talked, we talked about janties yesterday. Janties are jean panties. It no. sounds like you're saying something awful. Also, just want to consider the breathability factor in janties. Mm. It's probably yeah. going to make you not want to wear those. But you're oh right. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, yeah, now you're just looking at those Lindsay. That is a yeah. world. Mm, well, look who mentioned Janties first. Both of you. <laughs> um, hey, anything I can do to work Janties into a into a conversation. Um, Holly, you like wearing clothes most days, right? Most days, sometimes. But there are days when you just want to take it all off and go on a reality show and show your bits and pieces, right? Yeah, be free and easy. Well, the good news is you can do that coming soon if you live in the UK. And if you're a creeper <laughs> and a pervert and you just want to watch it on TV, good luck. <sighs> or good news, you're in luck, right, yeah. Holly? Yeah, because there's a new show called Naked Beach. Over in the UK. <laughs> Are you emphasizing that or is that really the name of the show? That's Beach. Naked Beach. I, you know, I'm looking at somebody who's going to oh be on God. Naked Beach. It's literally, Bradley, a reality show. That woman is naked. That She is naked and she has some body paint on. It looks like she might be wearing a thong bikini bottom, so technically she's just topless. However, okay. if you look at this woman's Instagram account, her name is Felicity Hayward, and she's a UK reality star. She is going to be on Naked Beach. What and is Naked Beach? It's the whole point of the show is seeing contestants embark on a mission to find their self-esteem in the nude so they're um, looking to find their self-esteem. I, I, is FYI, it under a rock? Is it under a fold? I, <laughs> I fold? have your you. left boob. I have self-esteem. <laughs> I don't need to find it in my nude body. No, I will never find self-esteem in my nude body. Nor does anyone else need to do that. Now I want other than you know like the people that are beautiful that have amazing bodies who never have had to think about their body Lucky. ever exactly which is like four people yeah. let's be real yeah anyway, go on i want to emphasize that you said nude body bradley this is naked beach nude okay what's the difference naked. between naked and nude naked is naked Nude. <laughs> I don't. I don't Pride get it. What is, is it? Nude. Nude is sophisticated. No, yes, nude. Naked is nude. like yes, that's exactly right, Bradley. <laughs> like I'm sitting on a beach chair, legs akimbo. <laughs> yeah. Sand. Actually, I don't think your legs are usually akimbo. I think it's arms akimbo. But anyway, go ahead. That's right. Nude is soft focused. Nude. Oh, you think is naked. strategically placed limbs in a modest but uh, revealing way. Naked is just letting it flop out on the sand. Oh so this is naked and afraid glamping yeah. style. Yeah, I'm it, afraid literally what this is. of this naked. <laughs> is uh, That's what I would call the show. Okay, so are they going to be doing like competitions? Like <laughs> hopefully mean- not sitting on anything wooden. Ooh. I just feel oh like, my god! I feel like maybe they're gonna put down a towel. <laughs> yes, on whatever outside furniture they're gonna be sitting on. Now I don't really know and understand how these contestants are going to compete on Naked Beach, which is a new reality. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Show airing in the UK soon. I don't know how they're going to actually be dealing with that or if this is just like where, yeah, again, the, the name of the game is where do we find our self-esteem? Is it in my crack? Is it under my boob? Is it way over here? My goodness. See, will you read some of her uh, Instagram posts? Because I want to tell you what this is. So you have a woman who's talking about this new show, Naked Beach, right? That's what it's called. Naked Beach. Yes. Uh, in the UK. And it's attempting to do what now? It's attempting to have contestants find their self-esteem via being naked in front of the cameras. Like, uh, here are some of the words. This the statement that self-love brings beauty has been something which has resonated with me for years. Mm. We weren't born full of hate for ourselves or others. Uh, society has changed us <laughs> by what we are viewing in the media. Blah, blah, blah. What they're trying to do here is put lipstick on a pig. And uh, by that, I mean they are trying to get you... <laughs> Um, to believe that this to is, believe that this is about empowerment when really it's about boobs on TV. Thank you. Like, here's an excuse to look at some nudie patooties, and you can judge their n- naked bodies, and you're gonna do it with the like mask of self love. Well, we are free. <laughs> well, we are that's maybe true. Self love. <laughs> that is that's, the, that yeah, might be the mask the you're wearing at home end. when you're watching Naked Beach. Yeah, but I, I think this is just one of those things. Like we talked about this yesterday, didn't we, Holly? Where right. It's kind of like, you know, they're like, oh, look at this person's self-confidence in their body. Usually as somebody who does not have a typically, you know, traditionally beautiful body, like somebody Mm -hmm. who is maybe considered overweight. And, you know, they want you to like, oh, look at how powerful she is. And really, they're just showing this to you to titillate. So I kind of feel like this show is doing the same thing. It pretty much is doing the same thing. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to watch it here in the U.S. But if you happen to be in the U.K. next week, The Naked Beach starts on April 11th. And if, uh, you know, trends continue, the show will come over here at some point. All right. When we come back, crazy, stupid idiot. No, I mean, D-bags. Yep. Yep. Oh, celebrities. They never fail to give us opportunities to talk smack about them. Not only here on the Colleen and Bradley show, but across your favorite My Talk 1071 showgrams. And uh, I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts today. We've created a whole segment around uh, celebrities doing dumb things. We call it Celebrity D-Bags. D-bags? Lord and Lady D-Bag actually is the name of the segment. <laughs> Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Lady Douchebag of the Day. Now, I like to give credit where credit is due, Holly. You brought this story to my attention, and I uh, promptly ripped it off to use it as my D-bag. Please. Uh, I want to give you a word, and that word is poosh. Poosh. Excuse poosh. you? Now, Lindsay doesn't know what a poosh is. No idea. Lindsay, if I said to you, what is a poosh? What say you? It's poosh. a dog that's used for cleaning. A dog that's, dog that's used, used for, for cleaning. cleaning. I don't understand what is going on in your head, but Poosh is a dog that cleans. I think I'm thinking Lufa with po- with Pooch. Oh, okay. A Lufa dog. A Lufa, no. a Lufa in dog fact, not registered not with, right. the, with the Westminster Kennel Club. But somebody yet. get on that, you yeah. know, some uh, a little genetic uh, maneuvering. No, Poosh is a new website, Lindsay. Oh. And Poosh 
is a new lifestyle website from our good friend, Courtney Kardashian. Oh. oh. So, uh, now, hmm. hmm. Push. 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 What does that sound like? What, what does... <laughs> okay, <laughs> put a pin in that. Yeah, stick or a pin don't, in that. because but, but that's a hard gamble. Let's think about the world of lifestyle brands. Uh, goop. Yes! yes! Ding, 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 ding. Uh, very good. Okay, so Poosh sounds like goop. And also, you'll be uh, happy to learn that Poosh looks like goop. Oh. In fact, if you go to the Poosh website... Um, it looks very familiar. And Holly, again, you pointed this out, so I want to give credit where credit's due. Poosh.com looks pretty much like goop.com, does it not? And by pretty much looks like goop.com, it looks exactly like do- goop.com. <laughs> Duke. 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 Oh, no. That was- That's my own lifestyle brand. <laughs> Duke. <laughs> okay so if you go to poosh which yes. i like when you brought this to my attention holly this is what i started to do poosh 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 what like the word poosh is just so just does not it does not give me good thoughts or feelings here like poosh. right poosh it doesn't mean anything at least goop gwyneth paltrow's lifestyle the name has a story behind it. That story being GP, Gwyneth Paltrow. And the story goes is that she went to some branding expert and they said that putting two O's together sounds good. Yeah. So she at least like has... Like you got to have, uh, you know, uh, some uh, consonants followed what? by a couple uh, vowels and then some more consonants. At so least like it's... think goop. Thoughtful about it, where people. But is wait, it though? Gwyneth Paltrow, she. It's more thought than poosh. What was she thinking? That's the sound that the doctor says when you're trying to give birth. Poosh, poosh. or the That's sound graphic. that a magician makes when he's trying to make the rabbit disappear. Poosh, yeah. poosh, right? poosh. poosh. Yes. Uh, and it's also the sound of your money going away. Should you be dumb enough to buy any of this stuff on our Poosh website? Now, to be fair, I, I, it doesn't look like there's a lot you can actually buy on this website versus Goop's actual uh, brand. But what is also fascinating about this is what? I do this to Colleen all the time and she doesn't know what I'm asking for. And then hmm. she fails miserably. And oh. then I go, no. What else is fascinating about Kourtney Kardashian's lifestyle Didn't website? Didn't we Poosh. just com? kill all of their um, That's right. personality they, yes. websites that they had? Yes. Yeah. So we killed all of the Kardashian apps. And by we, I mean, they, they took them off the market. They had these subscription based lifestyle app things yeah. that were really just a way to keep in touch and, and get like, se- tips and tricks and oh, secrets from the Kardashians. Look at, look at all the ways that I can wear bike shorts. Ten different ways. And they were probably like, well, Courtney wants to have her own website, so we have to kill all these apps, and we're going to start Poosh. And oh, Poosh. also, Poosh gives good gram, and that's Instagram, and so they're pushing real hard to follow their Instagram Account for Poosh. It currently has 2.4 million followers. Bought. Thank you. Lucky. I would um, say those are totally yeah, bought. Yeah, I was going to say that they paid for those followers. They Thank you. Paid for them because they only have, let's see, how many posts do they have here? Uh, Not enough to be of interest. March 4th. 
And it's April 2nd. So they've been around for less than a month and have 2.4 million followers. I have a hard time believing they did anything really? but buy those. Yeah. yeah. It's the Kardashians, mm-hmm. though. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't they're But that not doesn't mean that. you're going to reach out and follow Poosh. Like, where did you learn about Poosh? Well, just here, just now, but wasn't Kylie's line know. launched on Instagram, basically? What now? Who? Wasn't Kylie's line basically pushed all through Instagram? Yeah, like, but with the help of money is what I'm saying. Well, like, right. I'm not saying that there aren't people that are organically interested. I don't think there are 2.4 million people that are organically interested in something they don't even understand. Because if you go to Poosh, you're like, what even is this? Because it doesn't tell you what it is. It no. just says, buy Kourtney Kardashian. Wow. Poosh. Now, to your point, Bradley, you were talking about the fact that the Kardashians discontinued their their apps, their lifestyle subscription service apps, where you would pay a nominal fee every month in order to get access to the lifestyles of the Kardashian Jenners. Now, I think they're doing a pivot because of exactly what you just mentioned. You mentioned that on Poosh.com, there is a shop section. So I think that they want to pivot and be these online retailers in the way that Gwyneth Paltrow is an online retailer, in the way that Reese Witherspoon and all these other people have been able to monetize their lifestyle brand. And that's what Kourtney Kardashian is doing. Well, and we just talked about Zac Efron doing this and Priyanka Chopra doing this. And I want you to understand that we're headed to a world where celebrities are going to be commodities. And if you like a celebrity, you will buy them. And you will live them and you will you will cease to have your own life and you will try to mirror these other celebrities who sell things to you and you will feel good and you will lose your money. And uh, so the world will turn ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Turmeric to turmeric. Turmeric to turmeric. <laughs> Which you can read about. And Keith Haring art books for your coffee table which i'm currently looking at cool books for your coffee table oh that's wow. literally a whole shop courtney's current selection of cool books for your coffee table wow that oh seems- god life is so depressing holly take me away from this misery of um lifestyle very nonsense. white backgrounds with um, very simple food ingredients in front of me anyway and sensible font yeah, yeah. we're gonna move away <laughs> We're going to move away over to somebody who's kind of a Kourtney Kardashian adjacent or would rumor have it that Justin Bieber. Remember? Back oh, in the day, of Justin course. Bieber they go Kourtney way back. The yeah. Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah. Especially court. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, Justin Bieber is totally my D bag of the day. Oh, poor K. Because of the stupid April Fool's joke oh. that he did on Instagram yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have a personal beef with April Fools. I just, I find it to be annoying. Well, it's sort and of it, past its prime, yes. has it not? Like the jokes uh, been told, the jig is up, the exactly. punchline has been punched. <laughs> yes, and specifically this year by a bunch of fast food places, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Justin Bieber, who, by the way, just last week said that he was taking a break to focus on himself. Yeah, wasn't to- he going to quit music yeah. and uh, work on his... Uh, Inside life? Religiousness? Yeah, something like that. So he was going to take time away from the spotlight. Well, he lied. Oh, poor Kay. Because he was on social media yesterday, and he shared a picture of a sonogram. Oh. Yeah, Whoops. he did one of those things. So, like, he's pregnant? Yeah, like, he's pregnant. <laughs> like, it's the movie Junior Bradley. 
Or um, Mr. Mom. Or no, what was the what's the one? Wasn't Danny DeVito pregnant? With Junior. Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, okay, was pregnant. Oh, it was called Junior. Okay. Danny DeVito was yeah, his yeah. friend. So, no, he wasn't pulling a Junior, Bradley. But so then he posted that picture of a sonogram, which is what a lot of people do when they announce that they're <laughs> expecting a child. Well, because <laughs> I'm not pregnant. See? Well, then, Bradley, he goes on to post a series of photographs of his wife, Haley Baldwin, at what looks to be a doctor's office cradling her stomach. You look at these photos. Goodness. And then he said of the following, if you thought it was April Fool's, leading us to believe that joke's on us for thinking it was an April Fool's. Haley Baldwin's actually actually pregnant. Yeah. Then following those photos, he posted a picture of a sonogram with a puppy inside with the caption, Wait, oh my God, is that April Fool's? Oh. oh, God. So Justin Bieber's got nothing better to do than troll his own fans. That's yeah. fabulous. I'm sure people loved that. Uh, they probably ate it up, though. They're like, oh, my God, this is so funny. <laughs> Very funny. I mean, even Ellen was in on this. She said, Justin Bieber, if you're April fooling me, so help you. <laughs> so help you. Yeah, because Ellen <laughs> DeGeneres did yeah. is going to be laying down the law. Yeah, well, yeah, she's, you know, like his she biggest She doesn't fan. prank. Yeah. Well, all right. So Ellen was commenting a bunch of people who have uh, confirmed Instagram accounts. Uh, Chris Jenner said, oh, I actually got chills. I almost cried. Then I realized what day it is. <laughs> Ooh, some people were not amused. Yeah, some people oh, I'm are looking at some of these tweets. Yeah, so Jeez, but calm was... down, people. It's Justin Bieber for crying I outside. At least he didn't pee no. on anyone. Yeah, you know, and Justin Bieber has responded. He said, There's always gonna be people offended. There's also people who don't take jokes very well. I'm also a prankster and it was April Fools. Fair point. Yeah. As somebody who has fooled the April once or twice. With a stink bomb. With a stink bomb that went horribly wrong and almost lost our job. It's a long story, Lindsay. We don't have time to tell it. We've told it many times on the air, actually. Um, Not to me. We can can do that. That's true. Um, It's a joke on the day of jokes. Right. Shame on you for taking anything seriously on Fools of April. Thank you. Exactly. That's why yesterday... We said don't trust anything or anybody anytime anybody makes a pregnancy announcement on April Fool's Day. I mean, you got to be watching out for that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Justin but, Bieber's still a D-bag. Yeah, Good to know. He's working on himself. Yeah. Uh, hey, when we come back, ooh, here's a fascinating story. Apparently, the director of Leaving Neverland, that's that Michael Jackson documentary we talked about obsessively for uh, a while back, he admits that there is a key element of... One of the accuser's abuse claims that might be wrong. What is this story all about? Huh. We'll get to the bottom of it when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Some new developments in that uh, leaving documentary, or leaving, leaving Neverland documentary about Michael Jackson. We'll get to in just a moment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts. Hey, don't forget to download our app, right, Holly? That's right, because. April has returned and we want you to download the app. Just go over to the app store and download the My Talk 1071 app. And when you get the app, open the app and you can register to win a Royal Caribbean cruise. Yes, you can win a cruise on a Royal Caribbean ship. And by the way, I've been obsessed with Royal Caribbean lately. And I can tell you that there's all sorts of 
amazing options from which you can choose if you should be the lucky winner. Yes. Now, we want to mention that there's only going to be one winner of this Royal Caribbean Cruise for Two from Bell Destinations. Also want to give a shout out to Sun Country Airlines and helping out with this prize. Only one winner for that. However, every weekday during the month of April, if you register with our listener rewards and listen to the My Talk app, you are eligible to win $107. It's probably going to be the easiest $107 you're ever going to get in your life. All you have to do is just listen to us on your phone. That's it. Bada bing, you're registered to win. Now, let's talk about uh, this Leaving Neverland story. So Leaving Neverland, that uh, documentary about Michael Jackson, the alleged abuse that he committed against uh, two particular victims. One of them apparently got some details wrong, uh, and that is leading some people to question the veracity of the documentary overall. Mm. I think that might be uh, blowing things out of proportion a little bit, but let's talk about the short story. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Okay, so one of the biographer, biographers of uh, Michael Jackson's name is Mike Smolcom, and he claims that... Um, Jimmy Safechuck, remember him? Yep. Uh, he was one of the uh, individuals who claimed to have been abused by Michael Jackson. He says one of the details in the documentary is verifiably false. And apparently that's the date uh, of some of the abuse. And it all goes back to a date uh, that he alleges to have been abused in. You'll remember in uh, Neverland where Michael lived, the Neverland Ranch. They had a um, train station. Yes. And Jimmy claimed that some abuse took place there. Mm-hmm. But the year that he claims that abuse took place was actually before, like years before, two years, I think, before uh, that uh, train station was built. So what Mike Smallcomb is saying is that because this detail was reported incorrectly in Leaving Neverland, that the veracity of these accusations is is just no longer there because of like, okay, so they're probably doing like a whataboutism thing where it's like, well, they got this part of the story wrong. So therefore, Jimmy Safechuck's entire story about being sexually assaulted by Michael Jackson is therefore false. Is that kind of the logic that they're running with here? Yeah. And in response to that post, um, the director, uh, whose last name is Reed, I forget what his first name is. Dan. Dan Reed. Yeah. Um, On Twitter, he said, yeah, there seems to be no doubt about the station date. The date they have wrong is the end of the abuse. So he's not denying that uh, Jimmy got that date wrong, but that doesn't necessarily mean that because he got a date wrong, right? That he got everything wrong. Yeah. So certainly, you know, um, they might or they should have probably fact checked that before it made it to the documentary. I would imagine, but also, you know, it's a living, moving thing, so they can address those things and change them. Maybe you know, cut it out, edit it out, and update the record. Mm-hmm. It seems a far cry, though, to say that because he got one date wrong, that the two people that were identified in this particular documentary 
are, you know, not to be trusted at all. Right. That the two people, Wade Robson and Jimmy Safechuck, who told their stories about being abused by Michael Jackson. Like you get it. You get a date wrong. I don't remember. Now, I know this is sort of like conflating all sorts of things and I don't mean to be flippant, but I don't very remember very much uh, specifically about my, you know, childhood. I would imagine that if it's possible that you could get some dates wrong if you'd been abused over several years by an individual, right? right like right. you maybe could have gotten, I mean, I'm sure if I tell you stories, I've probably told them incorrectly as to the way they actually happened or when they actually happened. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. And that doesn't mean that you're totally suspect to, you know, your entire story being false. Well, right, exactly. And so, you know, to your point, Bradley, maybe Dan Reed, the documentarian who made Leaving Neverland, maybe he could have crossed the T's and dotted the lowercase J's a little bit more tightly so that these things wouldn't have fallen through the cracks. But at the same time, what author Mike Smallcomb is is, uh, arguing is that he just wants to essentially say that Leaving Neverland is null and void and it doesn't count because this one little fact was misrepresented in the story. Now, by the way, he did write a biography on Michael Jackson called Making Michael that came out a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I think that Sonny brought up this point yesterday when she was doing a Dirt Alert update that, you know, hey, I got I got a book to sell. I, I am making Michael. Would you like to? I would like to. Interesting. Put, I, maybe I have my book. Put it out in the headlines. It came out a couple of years ago. Wouldn't you like to know my perspective on this story yeah, as well? Smart uh, PR on the part of him. Um, and it's it's not that he's not pointing out something that's not true. It has now certainly got his name mentioned a whole lot of times in a way that it wouldn't. It's probably, to your point, sold a lot of books Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things, one of the takeaways that at least I had from watching Leaving Neverland when it first aired on HBO is that the story itself of Leaving Neverland is not even... It is about Michael Jackson, but it isn't about Michael Jackson. It's about more than Michael Jackson. It's about more than Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson just happens to be the subject of leaving Neverland. What it is, it's a story. It's about listening to these victims' stories about being abused at the hands of somebody who is immensely powerful and whose power was never checked by those around him. And in fact, not even checked, but probably enabled. And Oh, certainly enabled. And... Some would argue, and many people have been very critical of the parents, uh, you know, enabled by the parents themselves right, to conduct this kind of abuse. Not knowingly, certainly, at least there's no evidence to that, but, um, you know, it's, it's hard not to see the parents being somewhat responsible for putting their children in vulnerable positions. And, you know, people rush to judgment all over the place with this particular story. I would just say... You don't need to work. People focus so much on like what you're going to do about Michael Jackson, what we're going to, how we're going to deal with Michael Jackson and our culture, blah, blah, blah. That's right. not the message. That's not the story. The lesson here is, in fact, that does quite the opposite of what I think this documentary's intent was, which is to bring awareness to this very important issue and that it's not just one individual who is responsible for these acts. Yes, that is the person most responsible mm-hmm. for the actual abuse. Yeah. However, there are more people involved. There, It's like a cautionary tale. Like, should you ever find yourself being plied with celebrity and plied with, uh, you know, amazing things that seem too good to be true, they probably are, or at the very least, you're putting yourself at risk or your children at risk for 
you know, some really uh, shady stuff. Right. 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 And it also shows that yeah, there I think one of again, one of my big takeaways from leaving Neverland is that there were networks of people that made this happen. And yeah. to understand that it's not necessarily just this individual who was Michael Jackson, you know, ultimately it was him yeah. who conducted Sure. You know, he he abused these children. However, his behavior, he was able to do this because of the people surrounding him. Abuse does not happen in a vacuum, Thank perhaps, you. is the best yes, way to put this. And this right. isn't the Thanks, only, Fred. this is now the second story of uh, this particular kind of cautionary tale. Is it not that we've talked about maybe within the last few months? Because I think of that other abducted, abducted in plain, plain sight, sight where, you know, these these children or this child in particular was allowed to um, be sexually assaulted repeatedly, you know, right in, I don't want to say in front of her parents, but, you know, with her parents' awareness. Yes. Yes. So that was maybe the most extreme form of that. All right. When we come back, a little lighter fare. When did you become an adult? There's a new survey that says it might not be until your 30s. We'll talk about that when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Important holiday PSA. Do not sleep on Old Navy's Jingle Jammies. From iconic plaids to candy cane stripes to merry elves, Old Navy has every festive pajama print for the fam at prices that would make even Santa jealous. Want to match everyone in Buffalo checks, even your dog? Go for it. Sorry, not sorry. But these PJs sell out fast. So pop by an Old Navy store or visit OldNavy.com. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.